Boraway Army and fellow music fans, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and we're the hosts of Standing BTS from the Consequence Podcast Network. We're a bi-weekly show that covers the impact and legacy of K-pop group BTS. We mix the perfect blend of research and fangirl as we take a deep dive into lyrics during album reviews, theorize over music videos, and keep up with their current events. No BTS topic is off limits. We welcome everyone into the conversation, whether you're a casual fan, committed ARMY, or someone who's just curious about one of the biggest music groups in the world. Come chat with us every other Thursday with a new episode wherever podcasts are found. Welcome to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where two friends talk about Taylor Swift. I'm MK Ashford. And I'm Cressy Cornis. And today's episode is very bold. On the last Thursday of every month, we put out these monthly Swift reports, which recaps what happened that month with Taylor Swift. And to stay on the schedule, we are daring to release our October Swift report one day before the 1989 Taylor's version release, because that's just how it ended up. Yeah, we are women of our words. We promised you a Swift report every Thursday, the end of the month. So here we are. And for reference, we are recording this on Sunday, October 22nd, and we will be recapping what has happened so far. We fully anticipate more things to happen in the coming days, but we'll have to cover those in our 1989 TV reaction episodes, which I feel like is kind of more appropriate anyway. Yeah. I'm okay with it. So without further ado, welcome to the October Swift Report. So let's start with why most people are here. Our monthly Tavis, also called Trailer Update. MK, which couple name do you prefer? So me and my boss were talking about the names. And we only came up, he called it Trailer. And I was like, that's kind of gross. The only other one we could come up with was not Tavis. I don't remember what it was, though. Okay. Riveting story, MK. I have seen both uh, Kathy, Griff- Kath- Kathy Griffin, that is a hard name for me to say, called it Trailer on TV. So I think that's kind of caught on. But on Twitter, I've seen Tavis. Traveler. That's what we thought of. Traveler. Uh, that's fun. Traveler. I like Tavis best because it's not. it doesn't sound like a real other word, which is, yeah. dead, I think that's yeah. what you need. I didn't like toe. Well, Toe was because Jailer was already taken, and that's what happens when you date two Joes. What a slut. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's just, I always like think about that now that she has a song coming out called Slut. Unless it's sad, <laughs> then I won't say that anymore. Then you'll have to re- make a formal redaction. I just think it's silly. She's not a slut. So uh, let's start with the beginning of the month and make our way to today, because obviously so much has happened in the Tavis universe. According to Insider, the Kansas City Chiefs had a locker room friendship bracelet exchange ahead of their game with the New York Jets. And Taylor attended that game. Taylor had box seats with Sophie Turner, Sabrina Carpenter, Hugh Jackman, Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds, Sean Levy, and what's it, Anthony there? Anthony was there. Yes. So many people were there. She looked yeah. so good, too. She looked very good that night. I wasn't sure how I felt about the diamonds on the fly of her pants. Didn't love that. 
that's not important though. Just wanted to no. get that out there. Um, but I thought it was interesting. A lot of people were turning heads at the fact that Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, and Sean Levy were there together because they're paused on Deadpool 3 filming right now because of the strike. And there's like theories going around that she's going to be in the movie. I don't think that's true. I think they're just friends. I could see it. There are so many Taylor Swift references within the Deadpool universe. I could see it. I could see like a song maybe on a soundtrack yeah. or something. I don't know about in the movie, but yeah, I digress. So Travis's thoughts on the game, he said in an interview that, quote, as all the attention comes, it feels like I was on top of the world after the Super Bowl. And right now I'm even more on top of the world, end quote. And that is just the cutest reaction to your new girlfriend coming to your games. Yeah, just someone showing up for you. That's amazing. That is so sweet. And I hope he doesn't mean it in like the they're getting all this attention. So he's on top of the world way. But I really think he means because he likes her so much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now let's talk about Travis's mom, Donna. She, this poor woman, people will not leave her alone asking her about Taylor Swift. And it's very clear she doesn't want to get into it. Um, in a podcast episode from Got It From My Mama, Donna said, I f- quote, Donna said, quote, I feel like I'm in an alternate universe because it's something I've never been involved with before ever. I thought it would be over after the first game, but it seems to just continue and every week just seems to trump the week before. So it's kind of been a wild ride, end quote. Then on the Today Show, Donna expanded saying, every week is like something new. Really? It truly feels like I'm in some kind of alternate universe. It's just really, really strange, but it's fun. It's a great ride, end quote. However, after that, someone asked her how she feels about Taylor and she said, she's okay. (laughs) She was tired of talking about it for sure. I know. And I feel like people took that and ran with it. Like, oh my God, her, his mom said that she was okay. Like that's terrible, but I think she's not media trained. She doesn't know what to say. She doesn't want to get overzealous and make it sound like they're really close because they're in a really like serious relationship or anything. I think that's just what she had to say. And she's probably been told to just keep it short and sweet. And what's shorter and sweeter than just saying, okay. (laughs) She's okay. And is she wrong? Taylor Swift is okay. She is okay. Yeah. So the next weekend, Taylor and Travis, mm, was it two weekends after? There's no way to know. Time is relevant. Taylor and Travis attended SNL together. They made a surprise. Which none of us saw coming. No, not even SNL. Yeah. They made a surprise appearance. Travis showed up in a skit about Swifties where Pete Davidson played a sports reporter who only cares about Taylor Swift. And then Taylor announced the musical guest, Ice Spice. And no one, literally no one knew. You're right. Even the creators, the writers, every host, the writers. Yeah. Like no one knew. Um, apparently minutes before their arrival time, they told Lauren Michaels, the creator and executive producer of SNL that they were coming. And they threw him in a skit. I think I heard that they just kind of asked Travis if he wanted to be in it. And he was like, sure. I didn't even know what it was going to be about, but I just read the cards and hoped for the best. Yeah. And it worked out well. I thought it was cute. No, I thought it was really cute, too. It was a good skit. Like, how often do we have Taylor in, like, a comedy-related sphere where they're, like, not just making fun of her, you know? (laughs) I know they were actually celebrating her and it was very refreshing it was funny and I love how this would have been a story just that they did the skit yeah now it's a story because they were there yeah they were in the audience and he was in the skit 
And in that skit, you guys, they cut this out from what they posted online. There were jokes about Maddie Healy and Joe Alwyn. Yeah. And they cut it out. Yeah, I watched the whole skit. Love it. They were like, well, at least it's not Maddie Healy. And I'm like, don't even say his name. <laughs> it was good. I would look it up on Twitter if you haven't seen the full skit. They don't have it. I don't think they have the full one on YouTube anymore. Yeah, definitely. They also went to the after party, which gave us a lot of content. We have so many things to talk about about this after party. There was a door opening and stomach grab heard around the world. We were all in our beds, kicking our feet and giggling, refreshing our phones. Yeah, I could dissect that 30 second video for at least 30 minutes. Yeah. The bodyguard was going to open the door. Travis touched his back and was like, hey, I got it, man. Open the door. Helps Taylor out with a hand. She starts walking instead of touching her back to be like, no, wait, no. Arm around the body, grabs the mm. stomach, mm, very closes intimate. the door, switches hands, grabs her hands, lets her lead. What the hell? He lets her be jeweled. What can we say? He lets her be jeweled. And then in the photos afterwards where he's carrying her purse, that is a definition of letting someone be jeweled. Why isn't a man ever reaching around my whole body to grab my stomach to tell me to wait? We also need to talk about her foundation on his nose. Oh my god, yeah, and his his mustache was looking a little extra red that night. A little crimson-y, might I, might I add. So cute. And her lipstick was not as um, polished as it normally is. <laughs> the fact that they were making out in front of like celebrities and stuff, so fun. Oh my god. Uh, this same night, Travis told Taylor's security guard that they could step aside because he could take it from here. Which, if I heard that, I would fold so quickly the way I would fold. Uh, later on his podcast, recounting that, he said, quote, I feel like whenever I'm on a date, I'm always having the sense of like, I'm a man in the situation. I'm like protective. Yeah, for sure. You always kind of have that feeling or that self-awareness, I guess, end quote. Some people didn't love this quote, but I think he's like acknowledging that Taylor Swift does need to be protected like she has a team of bodyguards around her at all time that's what i thought he was saying i don't think it's fair to say taylor like all other girls like don't need a man don't need protection like yes she does she hires men yeah full-sized large men to bodyguard her so i think that like it's fine for him to acknowledge the fact that she has that and he can do it too yeah like she has bulletproof suvs yeah and the fact that he was like i can take it from here sexy as hell it is that's like a rom-com movie line yeah it's really sweet and i also think it's so interesting that we have his commentary on the situation in real time every week because he has a podcast that's insane you never get that kind of thing with these high profile relationships it's rare to get a quote for an article or whatever and we literally get his commentary on it every week he's keeping us fed he's being respectful and I love it. It's it's so it's such a blessing that we get this content from him. It really is. And just like how respectfully it's being handled is such a breath of fresh air, especially that he is finally a man who is good with the media. And for anyone who's listened to his podcast or hasn't, his brother kind of stands in as a Swifties and asks the questions that we all want to know. 
And then Travis answers them in such a respectful and thoughtful way without giving too much away, without being uh, offensive in any way. It's just great. It's perfect. Yeah. But he's also not pretending that it's not happening or saying like, I mm want to keep it private. I don't want to talk about it. Like he's, he's. Let's keep my private life private. Yeah. No. He's showing up for us. He's putting it out in the public. So he's going to talk about it like it's public. Yeah. Like a man. Yeah. Remember when Kelly Clarkson asked Joe Alwyn his favorite Taylor Swift song and he wouldn't answer it? I know Travis has a top five, at least. Vigilante shit's in there. For sure. And they stayed at this after party until 4 a.m., according to sources. Wow. The next night, Sunday night, they went out to dinner again. Taylor was in that cute little sheer green top. She had her folklore Mm -hmm. buns in, leather mini skirt, boots, adorable. And it was another video worth dissecting Mm -hmm. the way he craftfully switched hands. He was holding her hand. He guided her forward, switched hands to be able to open the door and hold her hand as she got into the car. Yeah. I truly feel like we could be NFL. What are they called? The people who talk about the game in that little box? <laughs> like the Pete Davidsons? Uh, no, the the ones in the suits. Oh, oh, um, um, correspondence? The no, correspondence. No. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's right. But, but we could like enough. dissect and rewatch. Frame by frame. Yeah, zoom in, enhance. Replay. Take, like how sometimes they write on it too. Yeah. You could be writing on it. Slow motion replay. Like I could do that yeah. with these videos. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and we have to talk about her pulling him in by his shirt from the back into mm-hmm. the SUV. Mm-hmm. That was sexy as hell. I would pay that driver a million dollars to just describe to me what happened in the back of that car. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, Taylor also went to a Broncos game and a really cool vintage Chiefs windbreaker. Yeah. With Donna, right? With Donna. Yep. And Brittany Mahomes. They seem to be getting mm-hmm. pretty close. They shared a hug. Yeah. Brittany Mahomes showed her something on her phone that shocked Taylor. No one knows what it was. I would like to know. Me too. She looked like she had a good time. Yeah, she's getting closer with the wags. She's a wag. Good for them. Taylor is a wag. She's a girlfriend. This is crazy. Wow. Who would have thought we would have seen the day that Taylor would become a wag? Wow. (laughs) It's so cute. And this was the day after the movie premiere. Yes. Apparently, Travis wanted to attend the era's premiere. This is one of those like sources tell. So who knows if it's even true. But apparently, like the football schedule made it so that couldn't happen. But apparently, they wanted to make like an official debut on the red carpet together. But Beyonce was there instead. So I guess it's all right. Honestly, I'm happier with Beyonce. Yeah, same. We have gotten so much content of Tavis, and Beyonce was a real shock, so can't complain. Yeah, I know. I love women supporting women. I hope Taylor goes to the Beyonce movie premiere. Yes. I kind of feel like she won't, but <laughs> fingers crossed. She might. Yeah. I just feel like she doesn't show up in public for other people if she doesn't have to, you know? True, but neither does Beyonce. Yeah, no, that's true. And I guess she's been showing up a lot for Taylor. Travis. Yeah. What are their names? Tavis. They're just like merging together as one person. Yeah, they're one person in my mind. Okay. Well, I think that's all the Tavis traveler trailer 
content we have for the month. I think we covered it. Yeah. We also really want a, a Tavis jingle for every time we talk about Tavis. So if we have any musically inclined listeners, hit us up because that would be so silly. It would. I just can't believe that on the last Swift report, we were like, oh my God, she went to his game. Are they dating? I doubt it. I don't know. I think it was just funsies. The course of the month has really changed tides. No, we're on a Tom Hiddleston like level of acceleration right now. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't feel like a getaway car. No. It's so sweet. Okay. So anyway, let's move on. I'm tired of talking about Travis, as I do in everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. So turning... <clears throat> so switching gears to Sophie Turner, not much has happened this month. We haven't seen them out together a lot, but it was reported that she lent her New York City apartment to Sophie for when she has the kids in New York, and Joe Jonas was seen leaving it one day this month. And she's apparently lending her Rhode Island house to Gigi Hadid and... What's his name? God, Bradley his name? Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. What's his name? Meh, that guy. I just love that she's in her Airbnb era. She's a <laughs> landlord. What? A- Capitalist queen. Can you guys just Venmo me for that? Thank you. Yeah. yeah I take Zell too. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Taylor knows what a Zell is? Uh, no. I think she knows Venmo <laughs> just because of yeah. like the words, but she probably, yeah, no. I don't think she would know how to use it. No. She can't fathom, like, passing money around the way we, like, Venmo each other $7. Yeah. MK and I Venmo each other $7 every month. <laughs> we will not be expanding on that any further. And now we won't. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Another fun friend update in the Taylorverse. She had dinner with Selena, Zoe, and Zoe Kravitz, right? Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz and Kaylee Teller of Miles Teller in L.A. Poor Kaylee. <laughs> well, I mean, could you imagine if we like announced every woman by of her husband's name? True, but at the same time, she's not like a public figure. She's a normal no. person. No, I agree. It was she's a, a regular gal like us. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. And her hubby is not. Yeah. Also, if you guys need like thirty minutes to kill, look up Miles Teller's interview with GQ. That's all I'll say. Okay, I will. The writer hated him. No. Like, so much. And I think it actually tanked his career for a few years. What? When was this? I think it was, like, 2017. It okay. was, uh, like, pre-pandemic. This was, like, pre-Top Gun. When he was starting to get really big, and then no one heard from him again until Top Gun. Like, the spectacular now and stuff? I think this article is why he had a dark period. But I think he's since acknowledged it. But anyway, it's a very entertaining read if you guys like juicy stuff like that. But anyway, back to the girls. They had dinner. They all look super cute. I love Selena. I love Selena too. They got sushi and Taylor looked cute in her little crochet top. From H&M. It was from H&M? It was from H&M. Yeah. A thrifty queen. I also shop from H&M, so I have so much in common with Taylor Swift. Oh. Taylor's been wearing so much free people lately, and I also wear so much free people lately, so I also feel very connected to her in that way. I'm pretty sure I started shopping at free people because of Taylor Swift. She's been a free people girly since day one. Oh, I'm, so have I. I'm a huge free people girly. Yeah. 
So now to a girl that's not our girly right now. <laughs> not in the crew. Um, Olivia Wilde on October 6th posted a tweet on her story reading, quote, I wish Taylor Swift was in love with a climate scientist, end quote, which is a choice. Yeah, Olivia. How... I'm literally speechless at that. You dated Harry Styles last year. (laughs) Why don't you find a climate scientist? Yeah, and everyone talked about their relationship. I know her whole point is like, if she dated a climate scientist and talked about it, then more people would be talking about it. Well, why don't you date one, Olivia? Yeah, you went from Jason Sudeikis to Harry Styles. Yeah. Do your part. Those two people are more famous than Travis. Do your part god that That was was just insane and she like went on a whole press tour last year i don't think she mentioned a climate scientist once during the press for don't worry darling yeah i actually don't think i've ever heard any comments from her about the climate ever much to think about but yeah keep hating on women like taylor and florence okay sure sure, yeah okay do you think flo flo pew and taylor have ever like hung out flo um i don't but i feel like they've probably like texted i hope so they have a group chat. Do you think Harry's in it? Yeah, now he is. They're like, do you see the light now, Harry? And he's like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? It's so crazy. Anyway, the Aristor film was released on October 11th, and we have a bonus episode with MK and special guest Caitlin, if you'd like to hear their reaction. MK, were you jealous of the Swifties invited to the premiere and red carpet? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I was hurt. I was hurt a lot. I knew that I was only in the top 1%, so that means nothing. Yeah. What are you going to do? Do you think we're on like a a no-fly list? No. For Taylor Nation? No. You don't think so? You don't think they know who we are? We're so respectful and cool. Yeah, like 95% of the time. You did call her a slut like 15 minutes ago, famously. That was a joke. Let's play back the tapes. Play back the tapes. <laughs> Am I not allowed to be silly? <laughs> Let me be silly. Let her cook. Um, She literally has a song title. Slut. Okay. After that song comes out, I'll be redeeming myself, okay? I think okay. we're claiming the word. Like the C word. We're claiming it. I won't say that on this podcast. But we're claiming okay. it. Okay. Anyway. No, I think they like us. And they just knew we were busy last week. They haven't sued us yet. So they knew you were getting surgery. We they were like, Oh, she can't come. We listened to the pod. Cressy's getting surgery. True. They uh, I'm still waiting on the flowers. Yeah. It'll come. Um, no, I was jealous. It looked like a lot of fun. I did not, however, like Taylor's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're so respectful. They probably <laughs> love us. That eyeshadow look was a hate crime. <laughs> I I don't know if she has a new makeup artist, hairstylist lately, but in her last few looks, it's like changed a little bit and maybe there's a bit of a learning curve, but I have not loved her hair recently. Like the fake bob, that was weird. It was giving pool George Washington. Yeah, like like it wh- fell a little bit. What? You you did the George Washington and it slipped. <laughs> yeah. And it would have looked great with just her hair down naturally, too. Yeah, because I it liked was, the dress. It was a choice. Yeah, the dress, the dress was beautiful. It was a little controversial, I feel like, but I ended up liking it. Yeah, yeah, pretty color. Yeah, and then Beyonce was there in like 
what looked like athleisure to me. <laughs> but what a queen. Isn't that how many people saw the Eras movie? Good for her. She wanted to be comfy. <laughs> Why didn't she pick an era? Maybe she was going as reputation. Yeah. What do you think Beyonce's favorite era is? Probably reputation, right? She seems like a reputation girly. Yeah. She likes the techno-y music. I think she would like reputation. Yeah. I don't see her being like a fearless girl. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, she is a Texas beauty. She is. She is. She just doesn't seem like that kind of hopeless romantic type, you know? Yeah, true. True. So since the film's release, it's estimated to have grossed over $100 million so far, which, according to Variety, is a benchmark that only 18 other wide releases have achieved this year so far. As of today, October 22nd, the heiress film is also set to beat out Scorsese's new Killers of the Flower Moon film for number one this week. Sorry, Scorsese. Te Voodoo always wins. I'm actually seeing that tonight. And I think it's so funny whenever I open my AMC app and I see Leo and Taylor and I all I think of, just like Leo in Speaking of movies, there is a new HBO documentary titled Taking on Taylor Swift that was released on Max and it covers the Shake It Off lawsuit. I have not watched it yet. Have you, MK? I have not. It's apparently not too favorable to our girly Taylor. Really? Yeah. I would imagine if there was like a random documentary coming out that she didn't have anything to do with, that it wouldn't be like hyping her up, to be honest. Like, I just don't feel like that's where we're at with the media and stuff right now. Well, I Googled it right before we recorded it to see if there were any reviews of it, any recaps, because this came out two days ago. So there should be a ton of content about it. Nothing. There's one Yahoo News article about it. So I think Taylor's team is like shutting down stories about this, or maybe they just don't want to write about it because they want to be on Taylor's good graces. But there are no like I I could not find much about this movie other than the trailer. I even looked to see if there were any posts on Reddit about it. Not much. So I do think her team is trying to squash it. Do we know if the girls in that band that sued her are the ones that kind of funded, produced this documentary? No clue. Okay. No clue. But I might watch it for educational reasons. See what's going on. Haters gonna hate. Yeah. So uh, speaking of mess, this happened today. Kim Kardashian used Speak Now Taylor's version on her Instagram story of her and the purple dress that we covered in a recent Swift report. It was a purple dress that looks like very love story-y, regal yeah. I think that was July. Uh, yeah. So she like reposted it for her birthday. Someone shared a birthday post of her in it and then she put the song over it. She's such a I'm trying to I don't know what else to say. She's like a leech. Yeah. Like Taylor's good right now. So she's like I'm gonna dabble in being friends with her, liking her again. Yeah. Also notably, Ivanka was it is it Ivanka Trump or is it Ivana Trump? I can never remember her name. Ivanka. Ivanka was at Kim Kardashian's birthday party, which I was surprised by. This has nothing to do with Taylor Swift. I just felt like sharing that. Okay. Weird. But I do agree with you. I do think her family is losing good graces with the public. I like Their show is ending. People just don't care anymore. Um, yeah. And I think she's trying really hard to stay relevant. It's a no for me, dog. 
So this past week, Taylor also released a remix and a live version of Cruel Summer, teasing a live album for the Eras Tour. Do you think that that's coming? Absolutely. 100%. Really? There is 100% a live album coming. I didn't put that together. I don't know why. I just feel like that's a lot. Like a movie and an album. I guess Speak Now did that. Let me read her exact tweet. Taylor tweeted, What a truly mind-blowing thing you've turned the Eras Tour concert film into. I've been watching videos of you guys in the theaters dancing and prancing and recreating choreography, creating inside jokes, casting spells, getting engaged. Yikes. And just generally creating the exact type of joyful chaos we're known for. Angel emoji. One of my favorite things you've done was when you supported Cruel Summer so much. I ended up starting the Eras Tour show with it. For old time's sake, I'm releasing the live audio from the tour so we can all shriek in the comfort of our homes and cars, plus a brand new remix by at LPGOB. Tongue emoji. Thank you so, so much forever. Wow, just thank you. I'm not getting live album from that, but maybe I'm just naive or I'm cautious. Yes, totally. Um, I think that she's implying that there's more live live audio because she was like the Cruel Summer live audio. So there's more. Okay. Yeah. I'm hopeful. Maybe. Um, On a different note, that remix. She has the best people in the entire world. Why? God, it's so bad. It's a big stinker. It's like one of the like it's bad. Yep. Terrible. I maintain that the best remix she's ever had is the Delicate remix. That one's really good. I don't think she even listens to them anymore. She's like, yeah, can you remix this and just like put it out? Like, I don't think she's listening. I don't think she's checking it. No. She's like, it'll sell. I don't care. True. Just put it out. What did you think about the live version? Not remix. It was good. I didn't think the sound quality was like as good as I was expecting it to be. Yeah. But it was good. I agree. Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer is officially the longest running number one on Billboard's Pop Airplay chart this year and the longest running solo female number one on the chart this decade so far. It surpassed Miley Cyrus's Flowers. It now ties with the all-time record for the longest running solo female number one in the chart's history. Iconic. A song that wasn't even a so a single single. <laughs> I just like short circuited. Yeah, that's crazy. Good for us. We fucking did that. We did that. I know. I also every time I think about Cruel Summer, I always think about how the single was supposed to come out and the pandemic stopped it because of the lyrics. I think about it so much. Fear dream high in the night you know that I bought it. Yeah. And it was a cruel summer for many people. Yeah. A lot of people died. Yeah. Mm, yikes. Anyway, let's end on a positive note. A recent study has found that Taylor Swift's music positively impacts mental health. We can confirm. Since we're not scientists, let's read what a parade article by Shelby Deering had to say about it. Quote, 
The O2 Arena in London recently took a closer look at the connection between music and live entertainment and how these things impact health in 14 to 25-year-old people in the UK. With the help of a consumer research company, sets of 10 questions were sent to 2,000 individuals within the age demographic. Upon compiling the findings, the arena discovered that 80% of young people believe that music and live events have a positive impact on mood and overall wellness. The research also touched upon specific artists. Taylor Swift was the clear winner with 32% of participants saying that her music has the most positive effect on mood, end quote. I love that. I know. I agree. Science. Science. Because even her sad songs, like they positively affect my mood because I feel heard and I feel seen and I feel connected. Don't feel alone. Yeah. Other people feel like this. And then her happy songs. Happy. Are just happy just happy like when you're out in public and you hear love story that's a moment even when i'm out in public and i hear me yeah i giggle because i got me <laughs> i'm like yeah. it's a jump scare and then i giggle yeah happiness so sad though that <laughs> we can't claim these stats because we're no longer in that demographic nope so that was a weird thing to like hear 14 to 25 and i was like "Ooh, that's like not us They don't care about us. Old. But also, we would skew those results because we would put tens on everything. I know. I well, I think that like millennials are would be, yeah, like it would be more positive impact for like us and up because we like we like Taylor more. I feel like than the younger generation. I don't know. I feel like there are so many young Swifties on TikTok. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is a little tangent. Someone made a TikTok with some of the um, lover diary entries, like reading them. A Swifty account commented on it, like full on Swifty account. The name was like a Swifty like related pun. The profile picture was Taylor Swift. It was a Swifty account commented. Where is this from? Lover was not that long ago. Not to be gatekeepy, but like, come on. That's crazy. Yeah. I saw something the other day too. I don't remember, but it was like something somewhere and I was like, the young ones are getting old. They're now like on the internet asking questions about things that we know within our souls so deeply. Yeah. I mean, I guess Lover, like one, it wasn't that popular. And in the new wave of Swifties, like they probably don't understand the rollout of Lover and how insane and chaotic and weird it was and like all the lore behind it. So I could see how you like wouldn't know the Lover Diary stuff. I guess. If you weren't there in the trenches with us, what do you really deserve? That was so hard. Uh, That was hard. Honestly, enduring the lover rollout was harder than the summer of 2016. I'm just going to say that. I disagree. (laughs) No. (laughs) Like, we were getting so much shit. People were looking at me all the time like, you still like Taylor Swift? And I was like, I guess. (laughs) I I think reputation was a little harder because people were more openly mean. Like I'm okay, so all of that happened like right before rush week. Yeah. And um I was on I wasn't a PNM, I was like an active member at the time. So I was like talking to these like strangers and the amount of people who would like without even like it coming up, they would just like start talking about like what a snake Taylor Swift was like, not knowing me, not knowing my backstory, but I'm assuming just because 
it was such an easy conversation and like everyone was talking about it and like all of the other houses were talking about it. It was just something easy that we could gossip about. And every time I would like clutch my pearls, you know? And with Lover, I don't, I mostly had coworkers just being like, oh yeah, it's a cute album. <laughs> That's it. Mm. I was like literally in college and people knew who I was and my backstory and how much I love Taylor. And like, I remember me coming out and me sitting at that lunch table, just defending it, <sighs> fighting. Yeah. And they were like, hey, kids, spelling is fun. And I was like, she's allowed to have a good time. Yep. Same. She can have fun. Same. But at least we were defending her for being corny versus defending her for being a snake. I guess. I knew she wasn't a snake, though. Yeah. Same. That wraps it up, baby. Yeah. We will see you very soon with our 1989 Taylor's version reaction. MK and I will be doing that together in person. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm going back to Florida. Woo! Welcome to Orlando. I'm excited for the warm weather. That'll be nice. Welcome to Orlando. <laughs> it's been waiting for you. Beautiful Orlando. I have not <laughs> been to Orlando since 2019. So... It'll be interesting. Yeah. Stay tuned for our 1989 reactions, our Halloween costumes. Yeah. Big reveal. So fun. Yeah. I'm so excited. Oh, and lastly, you might hear some ads. That's new. You're not crazy. That literally just started. Again, you're not crazy. It's brand new. We are going to acknowledge that, have a big announcement episode regarding some exciting news of us joining a network. Uh, I just wanted to let you guys know we're not gaslighting you. There was a change and we're going to get into it very soon. It's very exciting. We have some really cool things coming your way soon because of it. Woo! Ads. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>